This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Tonight, we renew our resolve that America will never be a socialist country. All right, this is the John Smith Show. And tonight we have a special guest. I'm going to bring her on. Her name is Rayleigh Klein. In the beginning and a lot of the end when you know when it's over and it happens and and everything in the middle kind of gets gets lost and it's because it takes it takes a while to get you know through all of these things and um and so we did we did file um in federal court based on first amendment breaches i think that's kind of you know the last that we had really talked about on this show um and the federal judge that we got ruled that it wasn't really in the jurisdiction of the federal courts to deal with litigations and suits that have to do with the Arizona State and the Arizona Board of Regents. That's a loophole that the university um, likes to kind of utilize is that you have to sue the Board of Regents in order to actually sue the university. And so um, our judge ruled that that wasn't in the jurisdiction of the federal courts. So in the process of moving it to a state um, level trial and, and litigation, but also trying to settle out of court before we have to do that and, you know, handle it on our own before it has to go through the entire process again. And so it's just an ongoing thing, which I guess is expected in the legal world. These things take time. And I knew that going into it, it wasn't going to be immediate, but um, sure. yeah, people have been asking. So it's like, let's, let's give an update of where we're at. Now, have they given you any type of uh, timeline? Do you have any idea? They no, no. I mean, we're the latest development, I guess, is that um, they did put a new station manager in the position. He was on the board of directors um, under me. And so Jordan's the new um, station manager. And, you know, they're they're moving on as if they've kind of pushed me out and hoping that's going to be the end of it. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, that's unfortunate. So uh, it's dragging on and dragging on. Uh, you have no timeline. Where, jeez, uh, uh, I don't even know the, the question. To even I know, ask, but it's like you're stuck, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, because without knowing this type of stuff, has your have your attorneys told you uh, that they feel that the case is a strong case? They do. And, you know, we've had outside attorneys um, also say that. And the press has reached out to attorneys that, you know, have no relation to the school or anything that's going on and agree that this is worth, um, you know, pursuing a legal battle over. And I think had I been advised that it wasn't, I wouldn't 
continue with it and keep pushing it. But so many people and including different lawyers are, you know, advocating that something went wrong here and this isn't, this isn't right. And so, you know, I don't care how long it takes if it keeps someone else from ending up in the same position down the road. And, um, you know, those, those young conservatives that are up and coming and young, even just college students, whether they're left, right or center that are getting scared to share their opinions because of consequences like this, that's the, that's the scariest thing to me. And I don't want anyone else to have to feel that. Now I'm sure uh, with everything that's been going on recently in the past 48 hours or so, I don't know how much you're paying attention to the national news, but, uh, I mean, our president, the president of the United States has been canceled. Mm -hmm. So if they can cancel the president of the United States, they can cancel anybody. We know that, right? You're experiencing it right now simply because of your ideology. And it's an ideology that you were raised with. It's not something, you know, uh, I've talked to you several times. I don't think you have a mean bone in your body. Now I'm not around you 24 hours a day, right? (laughs) My brother would say otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But uh, you just come across as a very genuinely nice person. You were raised more of of a country person, right? Yeah. Say that, a country girl? Absolutely. And you you have those morals and ethics that align with that. Mm -hmm. You you come down into more of a uh, urban school setting. They're infiltrated. The, I mean, all colleges, basically. My daughter goes to a, a university here in Arizona. Uh, the schools are inundated with left think. And just based on what we've seen over the past, like I said, 48, 72 hours, is that it seems as though the left is the most intolerant ideology on the planet, maybe since the Germans in the 30s. And... Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think your message is a good one. And I think the fact that you're being courageous and you're standing up for what you believe in, I think that's honorable. I'm sure people on the left will say that it's not right. How are you coping as far? Are you on campus or are you at home? I'm still at home. Yeah. Okay. So that's probably a blessing in disguise. It is. It has been. I think, you know, I use a complaint all the time about, you know, having to go online because of COVID. And now I think it kind of has become a blessing because you can kind of set up your day your own way. It allows a lot of freedom. Don't have to, you know, be on campus all the time, can travel. Um, They just kind of make it your own, which has been really fun to do. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then you're probably surrounded by your family and friends. So you kind Mm -hmm. of have that support group, right? Yes. And that's important, I think, why you go through this. Now, um, are they operating? They're operating the the radio station from, they're not actually going into the radio station, are they? Or No, they op- the actual physical station's been, been closed all year since the school started. I don't, from what I've known, being locked on the outside, they haven't gone in at all. They haven't used... Um, I mean, they are, the sports department is doing, you know, their, their play-by-play and going to the arena as much as um, any other station or organization would be allowed to do so, but it's pretty much being operated remotely. Wow. Well, it's just unbelievable. I mean, what are your thoughts about what's taken place in the past few days here with uh, with all this cancelization and, and all this crazy stuff? I mean, Parlor, were you on Parlor? Yeah, I am. I did make an account, and this was 
you know, <clears throat> prior to all this happening, I had, had made one just to connect with people that had completely abandoned Facebook and Twitter um, mm -hmm. before any of this happened. And it's just absolutely mind boggling to me. And, you know, I can say this with my full heart and every fiber of my being that I don't care if the president's left, right, center, outrageous. He's a leader of the free world. You can't shut that down. I mean, his ability to speak with the people that he leads is so important to uphold. And it's it's such a part of our, our country and our democracy and to strip that away. I mean, if this had happened to Obama or Clinton or anybody, I think I would be equally upset. I know I would be because that's just not it's not in the jurisdiction of these these companies to to do that. And then you have the left saying, well, you know, they're they're independent organizations. And if you don't like what they stand for, then leave and go somewhere else. So what do we do? We pack up and leave and go somewhere else. We go to parlor and then yeah. they shut that down. They strip that off the app stores, off of Amazon. It's like there's just such a war against, you know, the conservative movement and conservatives. It's just it's absolutely mind blowing to me that I never ever imagined it would get this bad. You know, and that excuse that it, that they're private organizations and they they have the right to censor whoever they choose. Uh, I wonder how they would feel if, uh, let's say, I don't know, a uh, an African-American lesbian decided to walk into Fry's and Fry's said, we don't serve African-American lesbians. You'll have to go somewhere else. Would they apply the same logic that they no. apply to social media? That's, I think, if I had to choose one word to describe the liberal movement right now is it's hypocrisy at every single level. Unbelievable. And, and it is hypocrisy because they're the ones who fight for non-discrimination. Mm -hmm. And then they seem to be that it's totally okay in this instance. Right. And it's just, uh, it's, it just shows you their true colors. Uh, Tom yeah. Shirey, he's, he's one of my co-hosts on Wednesday night. He's in the room. He said, oh. keep up the fight. Uh, that uh, my listeners are with you and they are 100%. Uh, Katie says, absolutely. My dad always said to be bold in what you stand for and careful what you fall for. So keep it up, Rayleigh. Really. So, yeah. And uh, even Merkel came out today again uh, against the censorship of President Trump. She knows where this road leads. Exactly right. Merkel, yeah. if anybody ought to know where that leads, right? Exactly. I mean, that's mass graves over there. That's why it's the First Amendment. That is the most important thing that our country has is free speech and freedom of expression. And you take that away, I think everything else starts to fall with it. So yeah. it's just, yeah, a lot of yeah. praying going on here. That's right. I mean, they, they've been attacking the First Amendment in regards to our uh, right to practice our religion mm -hmm. uh, since COVID started. You know, they immediately shut down churches and... That's just a violation of the Constitution. I, I, you just can't, you just can't say, okay, churches are no longer allowed to meet, and then send police in to arrest the pastors. And this has been going on in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just think a lot of us just don't understand that. Uh, so when it comes to freedom of speech, you know, I think once you once you tackle the freedom of religion, and you get fifty percent of the country uh, okay with attacking the freedom of religion then you can start going after other freedoms. And uh, the freedom of speech, you know, uh, a lot of people, and I'm sure you know this from being down in Tempe, a lot of people your age just don't see the value in the freedom of speech. They they buy into this whole hate speech nonsense. Mm -hmm. 
I, yeah, I think it's something that we've just been just given and never really had to understand the sacrifice and, you know, what a gift it really is. Cause you look at countries across the world that don't have that and the way that they live, you know, we just, we take it for granted and it's such a important, you know, staple to our democracy and our nation that I can't imagine losing that. And I think, you know, growing up in Wyoming next to one of the world's largest air force bases, um, F.E. Warren, you know, I saw that and lived with that sacrifice all the time. You know, you had people deployed and coming back and family members that were dying overseas to protect these things. And it's just, yeah, there's still so many thoughts still boggling around in my mind about all this. No, and you're exactly right. And that's a point that I actually uh, I kind of got into a four hour heated dispute oh my gosh. with someone close to the family. Uh, they were over the other night and it, this went on for four hours and uh, and I finally had just I hit my limit when it got to the point of uh, the fact that because I can easily put myself in other people's shoes. But there's mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, there's vets in the room right now in the chat room uh, and uh, my my heart just goes out to them. And I think about all the families, the tens of thousands of families across this country who uh either had a loved one maimed or a loved one killed for the freedoms, to fight for the freedoms. And, you know, the sad thing is the politicians, really, and I think you'll agree with this, the politicians, they have us involved in wars not to protect our freedoms. They have us involved with wars for their own selfish reasons. But our troops are over there because they believe in America and they believe in liberty and they believe in the first amendment all the way through the 25th or 26th. I don't even know how many there are. That's bad for me. I don't <laughs> block. Uh, but uh, you know, we, they fight for the constitution. They fight for the country. They believe in it and they're giving their lives. They're giving their arms and legs. They're giving everything for it. Mm -hmm. For what? At the end of the day, if, if 50% of the country would just, uh, you know, they, they just don't care. They don't value, you know, the, the constitution, they don't value, uh, what, what the men and women in this country did for that constitution. And it starts making you wonder what's it all for. You know, we've got veterans at a, at a rate of about 22 veterans a day that are committing suicide because of PTSD. And does the media ever talk about it? Do you ever hear the media talking about another service, uh, you know, man or woman taking their own life? You just don't. Right. And, and uh, yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, talking about the media, sitting here as a journalism student about to graduate with a bachelor's in journalism, I full heartedly blame the media and social media for why we are in the position that we are now, because we have been lied to we have been cheated of the truth for so long and about so many things that we are more divided and more uneducated than i think our society has ever been and that's why i chose this path that's why i chose this as part of my you know career ambitions and wanted to to be involved with it for the rest of my life maybe and it's because i know and can see firsthand the evil that is done to this country. And so it's, it's yeah. awful. No, I would agree with you a hundred percent there. And I think, uh, I think social media is probably mm -hmm. even more to blame, 
uh, even than Wolf Blitzer and all the, the schmucks over at CNN. Yep. And uh, people like Jack Dorsey and, uh, you know, his guild are just, they're, they're horrible human beings. Jennifer says, thank you for holding, uh, what she say, uh, holding your ground and fighting for all you believe in. So you've got so many supporters out there, you know, not just this uh, measly little podcast here, but you've got so many supporters across the country, so many people that believe in what you're doing. It's such a powerful thing. Uh, but uh, it was funny in this four hour long debate that I had with this friend of the family the other day. Um, one of the things, because I it, it finally boiled down to this. The, I asked this person a question because he despises Trump. And I said, please tell me, why is it? Or I said, what is it that he did to this country that damaged the country? What did he do specifically? Mm-hmm. And there was about uh, 30 seconds of pause, and he couldn't come up with a single answer. He doesn't know. All he knows is that he has been programmed to hate him Mm -hmm. because of the media sources that he tunes into. Uh, So after some more thought, you know, uh, I gave him as much time as he needed to figure out. uh, Because I said, I can name 10 things right now that Obama did that I disagree with. I said, all I'm asking you for is just give me one, one thing that Trump did. And after uh, thinking about it, he said, well, you know, he never did disavow racism and, you know, white supremacy. So fortunately, I was able to bring up a video of Trump disavowing white supremacy where he said it publicly 38 times. Yeah. 38 times, including that time down in South Carolina where all those, uh, all that fighting. Mm-hmm. Went on right? Where he said, there's good people on each side. He didn't say that till after he disavowed white supremacists in the KKK. So uh, it just goes to show you how ignorant to your point, how ignorant the masses are mm-hmm. because of social media and because of the bias in the exactly. mainstream media. So what is, what are you going to do in the future? How are you going to survive? What, what is your goal to survive <laughs> in in the journalism like what what do you what do you plan to do yeah i mean you know the insults come pretty often still and you know everyone's like you're not going to be considered a real journalist now that and i i just laugh because that was never really the point i never wanted to be your typical reporter sit down anchor um type journalist i think i truly believe that that industry's dead and doesn't pay very well either so that doesn't help but (laughs) i've wanted to uh been double majoring with political science getting ready to graduate with both by the end of spring um and then going to go on to law school and get you know my jd in constitutional law and then use that to build um a career either as a politician myself or working closely with different campaigns um you know right now the dream job would be to be the next kaylee mcenany as a white house press secretary um love her love everything that she stands for and i got to meet her at the trump rally here in phoenix and have a great you know conversation and um interaction with her and so i think um i think really what our country needs is just those young conservatives and even you know younger democrats to be more involved and to be more educated with their political system because you know we are the next generation we are the next I'm becoming hope for this country. And if we're not involved directly with the government and the institutions that we want to have and to build, then it's all going to fall. And so, you know, that's always 
that's always been my plan was to stay directly, you know, involved in politics one way or another. The journalism was just to help me, you know, be able to talk, honestly. I mean, I did pageants growing up and, and, you know, there's so many benefits um, to that and to the journalism degree as well. So that hopefully that answers your question. That's awesome. Well, I, I mean, I think for a conservative to get into media, I don't know, you know, because I think, you know, even shows like this, I think YouTube is eventually going to sniff us all out and they're Mm going to cancel us all. Uh, and then Zuckerberg will either be, you know, ahead of, uh, YouTube or behind YouTube, but, uh, you know, Facebook is going to cancel us. There are a couple different things that are popping up, whether they can survive or not. It's just the, the tech giants in this country. Uh, you know, I was, I, I was even shocked to find out that Amazon, basically 65% of the net, the internet runs through their servers. Wow. And That's then a the big med- number. It's I massive. Yeah, they have over over half of uh, of the nation's uh, web housing. Wow, is on Amazon, and then the rest is uh, mostly through Google, and then I think mm-hmm. GoDaddy. And there was even an article today that GoDaddy has uh, started sniffing out uh, different websites, and they're starting to just block them wow. on their on their uh, you know on their web serving, which kills me because the the man who started GoDaddy would never would never go for that. Mm-mm. He's a, a a Vietnam War veteran. He owns a Harley Davidson shop. He is about as conservative as they come by. Yeah, yeah. Gary Stemmerich, he's in the room. Hey, Gary. Uh, he says monopolies, and he's exactly right. And that's what we have. We've, you know, to take down Parlor was talk about collusion. Oh my gosh. Apple started it. They said they're going to delete the app if you don't. If you know, it's either you do this or tomorrow you're gone. Google didn't hesitate. They deleted the app within hours of Apple saying that. The next day, Apple canceled it. And then Amazon said, uh, you know, your web hosting is gone altogether. You're just gone. And they were valued at a half a billion dollars. Wow. And the big giants were able to shut down Parler in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's awful. I mean, you think... I saw this from Candace Owens and it just was such a smack in the face that they tell you, you know, if you don't agree with what we do, um, go somewhere else, go find your own platform. So we do. And then they completely take that down, you know, like I said earlier, and it's just mm-hmm. screaming cancel culture. Anybody that wants to deny that still, it's just like, I can't fathom how they still want to deny that cancel culture doesn't exist because it absolutely does. And it runs from the individual now all the way to the president of the United States in a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. Simply and, oh, by the way, news. the Ayatollah from Iran is on Twitter right now. He can tweet today if he decides mm-hmm. to tweet. You know, if he decides he wants to refer to Jews as, uh, you know, less than human, he can do that. And Jack Dorsey will turn a blind eye. But our own president can't be on our the own president of the united states of america mm-hmm. you know and it's it kills me because these big tech giants they've gotten where they've gotten because of the freedoms of the united states because yeah. of capitalism you can't start something like this in a communist country it's not going to work no nope. here they are you know and and i guess the scariest part to me and i don't know if you have uh i don't know how much you're staying in touch with uh, friends back from school and stuff like that. I'm sure you are. Uh, but just the amount of people 
that are supporting the censorship. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying, well, this should have happened years ago. They should have taken Trump off of Twitter years ago. Meanwhile, their own people, it doesn't matter if it's Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or uh, Joe Biden or any, they all tweet. They all do it. Yep. They just support it. And it's scary. I just yeah. don't understand it. And it stems from their hatred from either the president or our political party. And I've sworn this if, you know, I always think, what if the shoe were on the other foot? Would I still be okay with this? Or would I, you know, not be okay with this? And I think they don't, they don't consider that. What if the roles were reversed and we had just gone on this, this tyrannical rant blocking all of their political figures and everything? I mean, it would be, you know, riots and upheaval like you would not believe. And they just expect us to sit back and, and put up with it. And I think there are so many Americans, so many patriots that are just fed up with seeing these ideals just get tossed out the window for, you know, like you mentioned, political personal gain. And it's it's got to stop. And I think the censorship is, you know, an even even bigger deal than people realize that it's going to be. Yeah, I agree. You know, at first they go after your enemy and you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. But eventually they're going to come after you. Exactly. Right. Yep. And I've always noticed this. I've been on, on the earth a little bit longer than you. But when uh, mm-hmm. Democrats are in power and Republicans aren't in power, the, the uh, different factions within the Democratic Party end up going after each other. Mm-hmm. Right. We know that a lot of members of the Black Lives Matter movement, they're not they're not uh, big LGBTQ supporters. In fact, they're not at all. And. Uh, we've already seen a lot of tensions between those two. So who do you delete? Who's next to be deleted? Is it going to be the LGBTQ community or it's going to be the BLM community because they're going to be going after each other's throats. Exactly. And, yeah. There's uh, always a low man on the total pole and it's easy to keep, you know, deleting them off and off and off until you just get one group left standing. And so it's, it's just goes back to that hypocrisy that we talked to, even with the election happening in 2017, Nancy Pelosi tweeted, you know, quote, our election was hijacked and we're going to spend this next term looking into how to correct that. Well, now it's flipped and they want to deny, deny, deny. And it's just, it's so crazy to think that this theory of, Rules for thee, but not for me, stand so easily with them. Yeah, it's unbelievable. There was a lot of people that objected to um, the electoral votes the Democrats mm-hmm. did after Trump was, uh, you know, after Trump was elected. Uh, so that the same thing happened. It's just it's happened uh, three times in modern history. This was the fourth one, but because this was the first time the Republicans did it it's somehow treasonous. You know, look what, I don't know, again, I don't know how much you're following, but Ted Cruz and uh, other senators, they are now mm-hmm. the target of the media and the Republic or the Democratic Party. Uh, in fact, there was someone that said today that Ted Cruz should be on the no flight list. He should be banned from flying because he's a threat to the United States. <laughs> I just, okay. <laughs> Jennifer says the left uh, thinks the censorship now is against the conservatives. Just wait. Uh, What comes around goes around. The left will eventually see a censorship in their own platform, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think she's exactly right. I think it's inevitable. 
It just happens. You know, anybody that's going to, anybody that sympathizes with people that are censored will be censored. And mm -hmm. we've seen this. I mean, this is, this is an exact repeat of what happened. And, and I'm not saying that uh, we're all going to end up in gas chambers, but this is the same mentality that went on back in Germany in the thirties. They had to have someone to blame someone to hate. And it happened to be the Jews at the time. Mm -hmm. And this, it's just, and it can spiral out of control real easy. Exactly. And how easily people are manipulated. And you hear that term that people are, are sheep and just will believe and follow anything and everything that they're told. It's scary how many people think that way and give into that. Yeah. The mob mentality can take mm -hmm. over very easy. And I think we saw that at the Capitol last week. I think a lot of people uh, just, they weren't thinking with their minds. They weren't thinking, they, they were just dumb. They got caught up in all the emotion and the mob mentality. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there who started it, when it started, did it even line up with the president's, the, uh, his speech and the timeline. And there's just a lot of stuff, but it, none of the facts matter. In today's society, people, I don't know if they're not smart enough or they're just too lazy or they just don't care, uh, but the facts just don't seem to matter anymore. Yep. Right? I mean, that's specifically your case. Your case is right. a perfect example of that because what you tweeted was not by in any uh, you know stretch of the imagination racist whatsoever, but that's yeah. the label they, they put on you. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you it was just because A, they knew I was conservative and B, I'm white. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you get labeled a conservative in, in college or even in the workplace now, we're seeing people threatening not to hire conservatives. I mean, as soon as you get slapped with that label, it follows you. And I knew I knew that was going to happen coming into college, but I wasn't going to try to be something that I'm not. You know what I mean? I was ready to put up whatever battle came with it. This is it. That's so be it. Um, and, and for context, for those that don't, you know, know what I tweeted, it was just an article from the New York Post that outlines the sexual assault allegations about Jacob Blake and why the police were called in the first place. It wasn't, wasn't racially motivated. It wasn't calling anybody good guy, bad guy. It was just saying, um, you know, here's this, this information about what's going on that you should, should know about. And it wasn't in the bubble of this narrative that the media wants to deliver and to push onto people. And so when they read it, they were just absolutely outraged because in their minds, it was me trying to justify him being shot seven times, which wasn't even close to the truth. Wasn't even in the realm of what I was trying to accomplish with, with sharing that. And, oh, and they weren't interested in hearing that, were exactly. they? Exactly. Yeah. Their minds yeah. were made up. Yeah. I think their minds were made up before. I think they were just waiting for you to 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 do something that they could jump on. Oh yeah, I totally agree with that, one hundred percent. Now, um, the recent news that Jacob Blake, uh, the cop that did shoot Jacob Blake, there will mm -hmm. be no charges filed against him because mm -hmm. Jacob Blake was armed with a knife. Mm-hmm. And he was very argumentative and physically combative. Uh, and again, armed with a knife. So the cop had uh, what the court is saying, or the, the DA is saying, is that he had the right to defend himself and defend his other fellow officers. 
Uh, so there won't be any charges. Now, have you noticed what's odd about that situation is there haven't been any riots since then. Mm-hmm. I anticipated that as soon as I saw the news, I thought there would be major riots up there, but there weren't at, at all that I know of. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen anything either. I think it's maybe them realizing that he wasn't the story, maybe not even him, but just the story wasn't what they thought it was cracked up to be. And everybody was just so in denial of any other, you know, part or story that it was coming out that when the truth does hit the top and it's not what they thought it was, they kind of just want to back away from it. Yeah. My theory is they were all on buses going to DC, all the riders. Yeah, were... <laughs> that's very true. That's another crazy thing out there. Right. Uh, Jennifer has a question for you, Rayleigh. She says, how do you feel about uh, your generation, not just those on campus? And what are uh, what are they sensing or feeling about what's really happening now in comparison to when it all started with her? So uh, it's a little bit of a confusing question. Yeah. Um, I think so a lot you, of, go yeah, ahead. How do you feel about your generation? Uh, and uh, let me just kind of reread that again. How do you feel about your generation? Not just the kids on campus. I shouldn't, I mm -hmm. should say young adults and, uh, what they are sensing or feeling about what's really happening now. Um, I think Jennifer, you're referring to the censorship and if not, please correct me, but I think a, a good majority of my peers are shocked that it has came to this. Um, you know, that we're facing such censorship and there's the other half, a little bit less than half that think, um, that it's justified that the people that they are censoring are so out there and so wacky that they deserve to be taken down from these platforms and, you know, that they're, um, they're so violent and so awful that they need to be removed from these. I think it's, you know. There was a poll that was on um, Twitter for our generation's thoughts about it. And it was about 45% um, in agreeance and 50 plus saying that it's not okay. Um, which is encouraging to know that most people think that it isn't the right way to, to go about this. And like I said earlier, I think that if the shoe was on the other foot and it was President Obama that was being censored, I would be equally as upset because like him or not, he's still the free, the leader of the free world. And, you know, the ability to speak with his people is so, so important. And so I think, I think more than anything, our generation is just confused. Same as every other generation. Like how, how is this the America that um, we're now realizing? How did we get to this point? Um, and then what do we do now? I think it's just, it's such a shell shock and it's such a time to just kind of um, think about so many different things and figure out where to go from here. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it, it blows my mind. I, I just never thought I would live to see what's going on. I just didn't, right. you know, I, I was, my wife and I, we always worried about uh, our kids, but, you know, we thought, well, maybe they'll live to see it, but uh, our grandkids will definitely live to see it. Here we are five, 10 years later, and mm -hmm. we're right smack dab in the middle of this. We're seeing it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. And I, you know, the one thing that keeps running through my head over and over was 
um, this quote that I saw was after the signing of the, the Constitution. Um, it was either Thomas Jefferson or Benjamin Franklin. I can't remember right now, but one of them walked out and, you know, the, the newsboys ran up to him and said, OK, what do we have? Do we have a monarchy or do we have a democracy? And he looked at him and he said, we have a democracy if you can keep it. And I think that's been, you know, the biggest thing that we've had to realize that it doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come easy. We've had to fight for it for so many years. And yeah. But us here at home have to fight just as hard as every man and woman that we're sending overseas to fight our battles out there. Because if we can't maintain it within our own country, the rest of the world isn't going to respect it. They're not going to see us as the, the leader of the free world anymore. And just seeing it slip through those cracks, it's like you want to fight for it, but you don't know exactly how to fight for it anymore, if that makes sense. It's like, what do yeah. we do now? Where do we Where do we turn our attention to? What can we well do? everybody is afraid. Everybody's afraid mm -hmm. because we have to work. You know, we've got to have jobs. We've got to be able to make a living. You know, we've got to put right. food on the table and, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's getting to the point where it's almost as if, uh, if you're a Trump supporter and there's 80 million of us, if not more, mm -hmm. uh, it's almost as if we're going to have to have our own economy. We're going to have to right. have our own, you know, so it's getting to a point where there's going to be a, a civil war if it if it hasn't already started you know it's just going to look different than it did back in lincoln's time back in the 1800s it's going to look different right because it's going to be more of a digital war yeah yeah exactly yeah. that's that's what they've always said that there are time of um actually violent war with with firearms and whatnot is a thing of the past it's now completely digital and our biggest thing is cybersecurity. that's one of the biggest threats to our country that we have right now and even now we're seeing it used against each other and so i think you're you're spot on with that yeah it's crazy i mean uh, I, I don't know I, it's it's just it's so foreign to me it's so you know i, I just don't I, I can't understand how people think that what is going mm -hmm. on is okay just because it's the side that you don't like. You right. know, I, I look at it like if you're a if you're a football fan, right? And uh, you know, I just my Steelers just got decimated by the Browns. <laughs> okay, so, uh, but I don't want to see the refs blow a bad call against the Browns to help the Steelers. I want right. the Steelers to win honestly. And I, you know, exactly. or I want the game to be honest and I just want the better person to win. Mm -hmm. And there are people that they don't care if the refs, you know, blow a call They Well, that's just good for us. You know, if yeah. it happens, Oh, well too bad. That's just, it just helps us. And I just don't understand that mentality. And that's bleeding over into real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they will. And it's, it's so many people. They will lie, steal, and cheat just to get ahead. And it doesn't matter, you know, how they get there. It's just they'll do what it takes. See, this is why I love Tom. He says, freedom has always been a generation from being lost. It will not be this one. Because people like Tom mm -hmm. and I and yourself, we're going to fight this. We, have, we to. have to, right? We have to, and we have to have each other's backs and we've got to, uh, we've got to support one another and, nope. you know, and, uh, some may agree, some may not. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jesus Christ taught us 
that it's easy to love those who love us back. It's our enemies that we need to love. And when we do, it's like dumping a heap of ashes on their head, right? They can't mm-hmm. handle it. So we've got to go about this, in my humble opinion, in a loving way. You know, and I probably could have been a little bit nicer to Von Jones when I had him on the show. <laughs> but <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I just didn't want to, you know. Just... See, and I... I think a lot of people are, are missing Jesus and God in their life right now. Absolutely. Um, but I also think that the Republican Party has been too nice and too forgiving for too long because things like this just they keep getting away with it over and over and over. And if it's to the point now that it's going to cost us our country, we have to fight back with all means. All yeah, means we do. Possible. We do have to fight back. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't want to be on the show and say that we've it's got to be you know, physical fight that's going right. to be bloodshed, uh, you know, because YouTube will kick me off and never let me on again if I say <laughs> something like that. But uh, that that was why people fell in love with Trump, because mm-hmm. he wasn't spineless. He didn't roll over. He didn't give in. He fought for what he believed in. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and people on the right have been waiting for someone like Trump for decades Right. You know, since since Ronald Reagan, Ro- Ronald Reagan stood up for what he believed in. He mm. did it in a in a in a different style. He wasn't quite as abrasive as Trump. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they each had that. They just had that that thing. They had it, you know, and people loved it and they just mm. didn't tolerate. Uh, they stood up for what was right and they stood up for the American people. And uh, people, you know, like I said, the conservatives have been waiting for someone we thought we had it in Newt Gingrich. We thought we had it in John Kasich. We thought we had it in, you know, so many Republicans. Mm-hmm. And they've just turned out to be gutless. And, uh, and, you know, so here we are. Now we, you know, we still got people like Mitch McConnell and all these, you know, Lindsey Graham and all these clowns. Uh, anyway, uh, Jennifer says, here's the good news. I know for us in the 60s, 70s, and 80s all survived and we were able to communicate without <laughs> <laughs> cell phones <laughs> and yeah. all the technology we have now. That's right. My mother had a bell out in the front yard. And when she rang it, I was to get my butt home. And if I didn't, eh, there was consequences. Right. <laughs> Katie says, sad that this is how it all boiled down. We are so torn apart, at, you know, torn and not yeah. united. Yeah. Gary says, well, uh, you can make the argument that uh, we are in an information uh, warfare. We are in information warfare. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, I think 100%, Gary, I think we can make that argument all day long. And Jennifer says we are all at fault for relying on technology and the control on how we interact with human beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, back in the day, uh, Riley, this might be before your time, but I actually used to memorize phone numbers. Yeah, <laughs> I used to at one point, not anymore, but I remember as a kid. I got two of yeah. these stupid things, and, uh, you know, if, I, if I've ever lost them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know if I could reach my wife. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. But that's it. So, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I just hope there, you know, I think, I think there's more hope for your generation than there was uh, for the millennial generation. I think the millennials mm-hmm. are, um, 
I don't know if there's any watching. I apologize. Uh, I know I think Katie's a, a millennial and, and Katie's one of the good ones. But I think for the most part, the millennial generation has has just kind of been lost. They've just mm-hmm. kind of lost the uh, the love for freedom and liberty. And I don't know how you gain that back. You know, I I talked to a lot of people and, and this was up in the a lot of things happened in that four hour argument. But uh, one of the things we talked about was the fact that uh, this one thing that made our country different was that the government was run by the people and the people were all individuals, mm-hmm. you know, and I know we can get into the weeds about talking about slavery at the time and, and the the founders, you know, uh, vision on slavery and the, the three fifths clause. And we can go round and round and round about all that. But in the reality of it is, is our country was founded on individual freedoms and liberties and every person in the country had the right to pursue happiness and and do Mm -hmm. what they wanted to do you know and i feel that we've just lost that i feel like with the millennial generation and unfortunately the the generation that raised the millennials they're the ones that let them get away with it uh but for some reason in that generation, and maybe it was the start of uh, social media and all this type of stuff. Uh, it's just everybody belongs to a certain group now. So if you mm-hmm. walk in a room and you're white and you're Christian and you're conservative, you immediately get put into this group. It doesn't make a difference what you think or what your take is on you know each individual topic you're labeled right. and you're put into that group and that's your group. And, you know, when it comes time to canceling, we start with that group. This is the group we need to get rid of first mm-hmm. because it's easy to do when everybody's grouped up, but when everybody's an individual and thinks for themselves, that's not, it's not easy to control the population that way. Right. It's, I think it's partially become a game of entitlement and the have and have nots. You know what I mean? We put a lot of um, blame on other people. We love to play victim to what we don't have. Um, we see that all the time in my generation and most definitely the millennials that it's everybody else's fault that we don't have what we want or don't have the lifestyle that we we want, you know, and instead of taking accountability for who we are and what we have and the cards that were dealt, um, you know, you see that all the time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love Katie's answer. <laughs> I don't want to be one. <laughs> I don't want to be a millennial. I should have been born years ago. Not earlier. all bad. <laughs> no, that's what I said. Katie's one of the good ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's awesome. Her and her husband both. Her, her husband is a uh, in the military now, so he's active. So, oh, and he's so. a great dude. Unfortunately, they're stuck up in Washington. And uh, oh, the state geez. of Washington. Yeah. So how are they surviving that? I have I no idea. Mad. You got to just, you know, you got to walk around all the human defecation on the concrete, you know, on the sidewalks. You just got to watch yourself. It always <laughs> amazes me how they love to hate on conservative and Republican states, but then they all move there. You know what I mean? Like Arizona, everybody yeah. hated how red Arizona was, but everybody wanted to come here. Everybody wanted to be. Yeah. 
They did. And they 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 come in about like a thousand people, I think, a month or something like that, or a thousand mm-hmm. a week. It's it's at a tremendous amount because they've completely destroyed their own state of California. No one exactly. can live there anymore. You either live with your parents until you're fifty, <laughs> or you or you move to Arizona. Exactly, and same with same with Wyoming. You know, our, our southern border neighbor, Colorado, was as blue as it could be, and everybody wanted to try to come north. And you know, Wyoming's a lot less tolerant of that than Arizona is, but mm-hmm. it's the same same idea. Well, us in Arizona, the conservatives here in Arizona, I think we're going to be moving north. I think uh, I got my eye either. Idaho, Wyoming, or South Dakota. There you go. So, you know, even, well, South yeah. Dakota's pretty. You got a good governor. Yeah, they got a great governor. And as long as you stay in the Black Hills, you know. Exactly. You go east of the Black Hills, it's all farmland. So I wouldn't even know what to do up there. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> so, but the Black Hills are awesome. Uh, oh, this is uh, Tom. He says, uh, let's see, funny. my millennial wife uh, just got uh, very offended it is running for her safe place. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Forget your teddy bear. Yeah, have a beer. Is that what you said? No, don't forget your teddy bear. <laughs> oh, don't forget your te- oh, gotcha. Don't forget your teddy bear. Uh, Jennifer says, thank you, Katie. And please thank your husband for all of us here at Greyfeather Farm. Uh, my son leaves next week for the Navy. And my husband uh, is a Marine vet. Yeah, so that's awesome. That is. Thank yeah. you guys both for their service. Right. Uh, you just stole my thunder. <laughs> That's right. Everybody here at the uh, John Smith show. Thanks all the vets mm-hmm. for their service. Cause freedom isn't free and uh, we wouldn't have what we have without them. So, uh, but uh, I really want to appreciate or thank you for your time. I appreciate you coming on and, and giving us an update. So uh, we're going to have to stay in touch. I want to continue to talk to you. If there's anything that changes, if you, uh, you know, hear any good news, mm-hmm. please let me know if you hear any bad news. I don't know if I can take any more bad news. <laughs> I know I'm I, yeah. Got some thick skin at this point. Don't we? Yeah. Well, here's the good news. Here's some good news in this all. You got to find the silver lining in this all, sure. but moving forward, if anything, you know, any catastrophic event happens, you know, if, if the economy collapses or if people's, you know, uh, heads start popping off with a new virus or some crazy thing happens, the Republicans have no control. So you can't blame the Republicans, right? Everything (laughs) falls on the shoulders of the Democrats at this point, but it will be Trump's fault because he put us in that position. It's always Trump will be. It'll be (laughs) Trump's fault for the next 100 years. You got that. Exactly. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Just a couple more comments. But your service is no less unworthy, Rayleigh. Thank, Thank you. you. That was so kind. See, I got the best. Oh, very sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, what? Uh, thanks for a great show, guys. You got it, Katie. Thanks for being here. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, God bless you, uh, Rayleigh, for everything that you're doing. Keep doing it. We pray for you all the time. Uh, the John Smith Show is kind of, um, we've got to stop. The negativity is, is, is stopping. Mm-hmm. Everything's got to be positive moving forward. And uh, I encourage all my listeners to uh, go to go to the truth, you know, go to the, the, the source of the truth. And of course, that's the scriptures and everything. And we've got to, we've got to cling to that. We've got mm-hmm. to reintroduce ourselves uh, back to, back to God and, and 
you know, get in tune because things are bad. Things are going to happen and we got to be prepared. I agree. You know, nope. it's no more a guessing game. It's no more if this happens, it's when it happens and when. we've just got to be prepared and we've got to have each other's backs and, and uh, we've got to start being nice to people, even the people that we don't like. Yeah. Right. Very true. Right. Kill them with kindness. Yep. Well, cool. Um, I wish you the sorry best. Not, thank you. Say sorry is not too much of an update, but I'm tired of not talking about anything anymore. So it was good to get back yeah. on with you. Absolutely. You know, you're welcome anytime. Um, all you got to do is shoot me a text message and say, you know, I've got a, you know, I've <laughs> I need got a rant. Vent. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> now, how far north of Colorado are you? You're in not Cheyenne? Yeah, we're in Cheyenne, which is like right on the border. I think it's literally nine miles or something. So yeah. it's right there. Okay, because my Harley broke down in Cheyenne. Did actually. it? Yeah, my gas gauge fell off. Like the, oh, whole, nice. the whole instrument cluster Probably fell the off. Wind. So, no, it's a vibration <laughs> of the Harleys. You know, it's just something they're known for. The screw fell out and the whole gauge almost fell out. And it was oh like God. flapping in the wind. So, but yeah. there's a... There's a restaurant in Cheyenne that I ate at. It's right across the street from a Harley dealership in Cheyenne. You've got to know where it is. It's, is it I'm trying Zoom? to remember where the Harley dealership is. It's been so it's, long since I've been back. It's Oh, it's on the east side of town, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, have to, I was a bunch of a Harley person, so I don't think I went there all that much. <laughs> I don't know. There was a good breakfast joint there right across the street from it, so we just... You know, we just okay. shoveled a bunch of pancakes in our, our stomachs oh, and hit the Harley shop and we were back on our way back to Arizona. So that's good. the only, that's the only Cheyenne story I have. I mean, it was horribly boring, but you know. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a great place. It is. I just was ready to get out of there because there wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for what I wanted to do growing up there. But, you know, for people that want to just, get to a red state, you know, relax. It's, it's a beautiful place. So. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah. I love Wyoming. Every bit of it. Yep. Every bit of it. <laughs> even devil's tower. It's one of our favorite places. You've been somewhere. I even haven't been. So. What? <laughs> I know we didn't. Yeah. Well, you've got nothing to do. Hop in your car and go take a ride. You should. Yeah. Yeah. That's like your score. Being on school completely online now, it's like, why don't we travel? Go see and do everything now that we can because everyone else is scared too. Yeah, and I'm taking my show on the road. I'm I'm leaving in a couple of weeks and going to Pittsburgh. Are you? Good for you. Yeah, why not? Exactly. You can rent a car for two weeks for like 150 bucks. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> do it. Oh well. All right. Well, listen. I know it's late, and uh, I got to uh, I got to get rolling, and I'm sure you do too. So, thanks everybody for in the chat room for uh, participating, uh, Riley. It's been my pleasure for having you back, and you're welcome anytime. Uh, we're gonna keep praying for you, keep fighting, keep fighting the good fight, as Paul told Timothy. Don't back down, and yeah. uh, you know we all know what happens in the end. We win. Yep. So, exactly. That's all that matters. Amen. Thank All you, right. John. I appreciate it. You got it, Rayleigh. Take care and okay. uh, give uh, the best to your family as well. Thank you. I will. All right. All right. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Rayleigh Klein from ASU. She's awesome and uh, gives me hope for the future. I don't know about you guys, but uh, when you meet a young 
just well-spoken, educated young lady who is clearly God-fearing. She's smart. She's got a head on her shoulders, a good head on her shoulders, and uh, she's just being hosed by one of the largest universities in the country, and you just got to scratch your head and wonder, what the heck is going on? What the heck is going on? But we're seeing it. We're seeing cancel culture all the way from a college senior to the president of the United States and everybody in between. Anyway, uh, until next time, everybody just uh, be good to each other. Stay positive. Be safe, And God bless.